listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my friends Petra Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. I do. And we thought today we'd talk to you about how to calm your dog, especially after he's had a lot of exercise, he's overstimulated, maybe gets too excited. Not that none of the three of us have dogs like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Bones. Kate, no. <laughs> Bones is my puppy. He's 16 months old now, and he loves to run. He loves to run. To the point that he breathes so hard, he squeaks that I've taken him to the vet to make sure nothing was wrong. <laughs> and she just said, well, calm him down. Okay. So he and I have worked on that. Petra has an Aussie named Rio. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Who gets excited? Kate has a Jack Russell Terrier named Quill. (laughs) So we've had experience in this. Plus, there's exercises we teach in our our baby puppy classes that we want to share with you. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent-pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T Yes, a simple solution for shedding. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are here for you. We're trying to make life with your pets even better. I know it's hard to believe that can it even be better than it is, and hopefully it's fantastic already. The goal here is to answer your questions, help you out with your problems, anything you really wanted to know, but maybe you're afraid to ask your veterinarian, or maybe it was just too expensive to go to your veterinarian just to ask a few simple things. So that's what you got me for here at uh, Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Call in. We'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. 
So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Well, let's talk first of all about why we want to be able to calm them down. To live with them. (laughs) (laughs) Or like in Bones' case, my fear that he's going to hurt himself breathing so hard. I mean, I did. Really, I took him to the veterinarian and I said, when he runs so hard, he's breathing so hard, his mouth is wide open. He's stretching his jaws. I swear I can see down to his lungs. Yeah. And um, and he's starting to squeak. And his veterinarian said, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When I say he likes to run, he really, really likes to run. And uh, her comment was, well, don't let him do that that hard. (laughs) So now when he starts to get overstimulated, I ask him to lay down and stay and breathe until he calms down a little bit, and then I'll let him go run again. So the running is also a reward for holding the stay. So for him, it's also not just the ability to live with him, but physical, so he doesn't harm himself. Well, I think it goes for a lot. I know Rhea will keep going. Some dogs, people have dogs that will keep going literally until they, like, drop over. Keely, she likes to run and play, and and then she jumps in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right, we've all seen it. She'll get to a point where she's like, okay, I'm done. We'll find a water bucket and bottle something. Now, this is a cute little golden Pomeranian with lots and lots and lots of coat. Did you use the word cute? She is a glorious example. (laughs) Well, a shining mane on the palm. Well, that's how Keely thinks of herself. She's a cute little palm with lots and lots of hair. But the funny thing is, is her hair floats. Yes. So when she lays in a bucket of water, she's surrounded by this floating hair. It, it really is kind of odd. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. It's artistic. Yeah. But then Rio, I have to stop him like you do bones, because before you know it, his tongue's hanging to his toes yep. and panting. And then I was like, oh, dude, you got to slow down, calm down, take a breath. And then again, like you said, then you can go play again. Well, well Walter gets grumpy when he gets overstimulated. For, yes, yeah, he gets grumpy that way. Fortunately, as he's gotten more mature, <laughs> um, he will take timeouts when he's chasing the ball. He will self-regulate. And go take his ball and lay down for a while and let his breathing come down. In his youth, he would be crazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the drive to go for the ball was beyond all comprehension. But yeah. he's learned now. He'll calm down. Yeah. So it's a combination of things. It's teaching the dog a little bit of self-control. It's calming him so his brain can work again. Because the brain doesn't work well when they're overstimulated. And then their physical health. Is being able to run and play, but yet not kill themselves. Not have an aneurysm. Yeah, not drop over dead. So in the puppy classes, we actually teach an exercise for the puppy owners and the puppies and rile them up and and calm them down. Yeah. Which is actually fun to call out. Rile them up! Calm them down! (laughs) I I actually get a little Western there. Rile them up, settle them down. There you go. (laughs) Well, yeah, we know that, and as I explained to the the students, you know that puppies can lose their brain in a half a nanosecond. Mm -hmm. Ah! So create that situation so you have it under your control and teach them. You can go crazy, you can calm down. You can go crazy, you can calm down. So that's what we do. 
We work them a little bit, get the puppies in working brain mode, and then we stop. And I say, rile them up, and the owners are to jump around and clap and... Be silly. Be silly. Get them excited. Let the puppies rush at each other. Ah! For about two, three seconds. Mm -hmm. And then... Which actually seems like a long time when you're doing it. Yeah. When I say settle them down, then all of the people relax, go calm, get their puppies back to them, and ask them to sit or help them Mm -hmm. to sit. So the nice thing about practicing like that is you're in control of the environment. Everybody's creating a commotion. Everybody is calming down. It's different than if you're out in public. And what you said is important is as the owners kind of take that brief second to take a breath, calm themselves down, then communicate it to the puppy. And that's 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 an important point. The owner must be calm. If the owner is all, I don't know if he can do it. Oh, God, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. That's not going to happen. And then the puppy's going to go, wee. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives us a chance to go around and help them and say, mm-hmm. okay, you take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times have you just told your puppy to sit? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't count to 14,000, so let's <laughs> relax. <laughs> and put your hands on him in a calm way and help him settle down. So the more you can control the variables in your experiment, the more you can assure a successful experiment. And for our listeners who might try this at home, do it with your puppy on leash. Absolutely. Because if you That's go... That's another variable that you want to control. Right. If you want to go rile them up in your living room... <laughs> rile up and take off. That's <laughs> what they're going to do. He may be up and down the hallway and around the dining room table and back off, off the back of the sofa. Bouncing and the then you would have to chase him and turn it into a big game. And that's not mm-hmm. the lesson you're trying to teach him. Right. So let him be on leash. Have a pocket full of treats. And you can use the treats to help form him into the sit. And you can use the treats as a reward when he's calm. I'm grinning to myself just listening to our own voices. We're going, rile them up, rile them up. <laughs> and then settle them down. <laughs> we also begin talking in a manner of which we want them to respond to. Hey, it's the teacher in us. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's very, very true. It's the teacher. <laughs> but it's what we do in play. We say rile them up, and we are jumping up and down, too. Yeah, yeah. And we say, yeah. settle them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Well, and we've all raised puppies doing exactly the same exercise. And then if people can listen to themselves. Sure. So if they're going, puppy, sit. Mm-hmm. Or if they're going, ah, puppy, come on, everybody else is sitting down. Hurry, we got to sit down. Then, not happening. Know, then, yeah, not going to happen. Not happening. So that's a very basic level of just, you can control how excited the puppy can get and the amount of time and intensity and then help them come on down. And as they get better at it, you can get higher in your duration and intensity of how long you keep them riled up. So that's a great one. And then you can use that skill when you're out and about and something happens you can't control. Uh, Garbage squirrel. truck going by, a squirrel, a backfiring sure. uh, motorcycle. or mm-hmm. You can still call upon those skills and say, okay, I'm calm. Here's what I'm asking you to do, and you calm down too. Now, with play sessions, like with Bones, he's already got a foundation of obedience training. And, of course, we're trainers, so we're very biased. But I do think obedience training helps you teach your dog some calm because Obedience training starts to teach that self-control. That is what obedience, I mean, that's what training, obedience training is. Control yourself enough to listen to someone else's commands. Right. They have to have at least some corner of their mind calm 
in order to process that. The sit, the down, the stay are all an important part of that. We got a big compliment when we were on our RV trip. We were given the RV a little clean out midway through the trip before we headed home. And so we had all of the dogs out of the RV and your two were behind the RV. Mine were on a downstay next to the RV. Someone drove by and went, oh my gosh, how do you do that? <laughs> Not really. We're like, what? <laughs> it's just a downstay. <laughs> it's a very useful thing. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a try. But with a downstay, if you're out in the yard or in a play area or even on a walk and your dog is overstimulated, ask him to sit, reward him, ask him to lay down, reward him, tell him stay. And let those, as you say, Kate, the chemicals go down in his body, the adrenaline or whatever caused him to get excited. And then after he's taken a few deep breaths, after he's relaxed a little bit, then you can continue with your walk or continue with your play session. But he needs to have that downstay to help him control himself. Kind of like all those bouncing balls in his head needs yeah. to calm down and settle. Uh-oh, Kate's thinking. Oh, no. I know. Your <laughs> bouncing balls in your head? <laughs> she she oh, finds no. her happy place and yeah. stares <laughs> off at his face. And then we go, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm... I had a thought. There are the people that drive by going, wonderful, how do you get that, you know, how is that happening? And then the people that drive by that say, I don't want a robot for a pet dog. Oh, that's true, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it is important to say we're not doing mind control. We cannot force them to relax. Right. But we can, through having it happen over and over again, teach them that in this position, you can find relaxation and pleasure. By good job, babe. Lovely. Here's some treats petting, mm -hmm. all so that being relaxed is pleasurable. They still have to choose. Sure. You can still tell a dog to lay down and he'll be under control enough to do it. And he could be quivering with every atom of his being. True. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's just enough control there. He's not exactly in a calm state of mind, but he's in a controlled state of mind. But if he also cooperates, yeah. he can reach that calm state of mind. Right. Right now, as we're talking... My three are on a downstay next to my chair as we're recording this. One of them is very calm with his head down. Oh, the second one just put his head down. The puppy's head is down, but his eyeballs are swiveled around to me. <laughs> right. So the two older ones, and I won't say their name because I don't want to disturb them, have gone, ah, okay, we're going to be here a few minutes, but we're on a comfy cushion and we're close to mom, so it's okay. The puppy's going... Gosh darn it, I'm in a downstay. I understand what that means. I'm not sure I want to do it, but uh, all right, I'll do it for now. <laughs> We're never going to have dogs that are robots. No. We can never do mind control. and Nor would we want to. Nor do we want to. Yeah. Yeah. But we can set them up to show them what's better for them in their life. Sure. <laughs> and to prevent problem behaviors. If a puppy is, or a dog is overstimulated and he's not thinking, then the chances are he's going to get into trouble. Yeah. And so if we let them play, we let them exercise, we let them have fun, we cooperate with them in that fun, we're a part of it, then we can also give them the opportunity to calm down, re-engage their brain, and reward them for that. So Thursday night was puppy play night here at 
kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of the puppies that are enrolled in our puppy class are eligible to come to play, supervised play, with the other puppies in the right, class. Right, the baby, baby puppies. So there was one doodle mix, about three, three and a half months old, running around, having a great time, but getting overexcited. And then he, you could just, I could see a switch turn, and then he would go after another puppy. He was no longer thinking. Right. So when I picked him up, his dad came over and said, should I tell him no? And I was trying to explain to him, it's not going to do any good to tell him no right now because there is no possibility of thinking happening at this moment. Right. It was all reaction. It was all mm-hmm. reaction. So he says, well, how, good question. How do I know when he's calm enough? So that was a, it was a good question for me to say, oh, how do I know? I just feel it. So let me put it into, I was, I had one hand on the puppy dog. I picked him up, got him out of the stimulus environment, cradling him, not to reward him for being excited, but just to get him up and out and calm him down. To give him a chance to succeed at calming. One hand under his chest supporting him, but also I'm feeling his heartbeat. The other hand uh, wrapped around his head and, and so I can feel his mouth. And his whether he's going, son, 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 I'm so excited. Mm, the tension in his, yeah, the, the tension in his muzzle, and, and whether or not he was attempting to bite my fingers, because that would be part of mm-hmm. his. I'm mm-hmm. over threshold. Yep. I'm too excited to think. So I'm trying to describe to the, and as I'm holding him against my body, I can feel either the rigidity of his position or the relaxation. So it was a good exercise for me in explaining to my student these are the signs I'm looking for before I'll reward him for calming down by letting him go play somewhere. So overexcitement gets him pulled out of the fun game. Calmness, uh, he gets to come back and play some more. And I really was very little verbal yes or no or yes or no. It was just showing him the consequences of his own actions over and over again. I think a big part of it, whether for puppies or for like me and Bones, an adolescent, um, or an adult dog, um, Walter, when he was younger and, and getting angry, is knowing at what level your dog is going over that overstimulation threshold and being able to interrupt him. So me with bones and his breathing so hard yeah. is when I see him getting to the point that his mouth is wide, wide open, his tongue is spatulate, his, the end of his tongue looks like a big serving spoon and it gets big, and then telling him, all right, let's take a break. Lay down, stay, good boy. But it's being able to recognize that because every dog is going to be different. And he, and I, I do love the phrase threshold because that's exactly what it's. There's a line that the person or dog steps over and then they're in a different place. <laughs> and it, it could be a place of fear. It could be a place of anxiety or just overwrought. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and I'd say... Everybody out there who's raised kids mm. have seen it with children. Sure. It's a, it's the same thing with dogs. Overtired. I mean, yeah, and you get overtired, you get cranky. I mean, if you know your kids, I, and you wanted to pull Kayla out of something, she might not be happy about it, but I remember pulling her out, let her relax, get her mind going again, you know, think. Step over the threshold back into the uh-huh. nice safe room. <laughs> okay, okay yeah. I'm going to use myself as an example because you two are very good friends and you know me well. I have a threshold. No. no. <laughs> but I, I'm volunteering you know it. No. I didn't know that I either. never noticed. I oh, hmm. wonder what happens when she steps over the 
please let us know. I'll let you two talk about it. I volunteered it because it happens with people. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it, it doesn't matter what age. Uh, we see it in Liz. <laughs> in poker, they talk about somebody having a tell. Yeah. Some um, behaviorism that they do mm-hmm. that always signals something. And, and apparently I have a couple of them. She yep. has a couple of yep. them. <laughs> one of the first ones is the hand on the hips, but the palms facing no, out. No, the first one is the walk. Oh, I thought the walk was I the second the walk, one. I thought the hands on the hip was first. And the mm. fingers wiggling. Oh, it's the walk. Even if it's two steps, it's like, oh, there, yep, it's a <laughs> very focused sudden, walk. Yep, and then stop and hands on the hips and the finger goes in this little... <laughs> circle thing behind her. You nobody can see her if they're standing in front of her. Oh yeah, I did move it in a and circle. You do it in a little circle. <laughs> and all of a sudden that's when I'm like, hey Kate, look at that. They're in trouble. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> Kate Liz has been patient, been patient, been patient. Oh boy. Now And then there's yeah. the focus. This will be dealt with. It will be dealt with right now. <laughs> There's a reason I have herding dogs. <laughs> and we can see the difference in walk from the office field to the bottom. Oh, you and I have done oh, that. Oh, we can see it 50 We've been yards here. away. Yeah, and you're down the agility. You're like, uh-oh. And then it's a so, direct yes. line from where your vision is focused uh-huh. to the object. We're oh, there it is. Oh, that's what's happening. Oh, my. <laughs> like I said, there's a reason I have herding dogs. But I brought that up to make the point. No, your dogs tell. Know your dogs. Yeah. Know you where go. that line is because mm-hmm. it happens to all of us. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. then be able to interrupt it. And it's it's the more tools you have. So with an older, he's still an adolescent. Oh, dog, you mean. I wasn't going to talk about Liz that way. <laughs> We're going back to dogs now. Oh, I'm sorry, dogs. Okay. All right. You're supposed to be we kind never... to your elders. But oh. We... <laughs> <coughs> Fingers are twirling. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't interrupt her. We just let her go. That's true. We but skip along time. behind. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you guys are so funny. I completely lost her. I don't know what I was you were talking say. about an older dog. Oh, oh yeah. You have more tools to use to get them back over threshold. Right. So with a puppy... It did have very little tools to use with this with the puppy on Thursday night. I simply had to pick up. Mm-hmm. But with an older dog that you've taught some tools to, you can use those tools, such as the sit or the down or the watch me or the stay or whatever. So the more you can teach your puppy dog, the more you have those available to use in other... A sit for a sit's sake is nice. Mm-hmm. But you can also use it to say, hey, calm down, take a breather. Mm-hmm. An additional tool around the house that I don't think we've mentioned yet is having a spot. Yes. Or having a spot or two. Right. Like an extra dog bed. Maybe have one near where you sit at the computer or a dog bed in the living room or the family room. But have, it's much easier to teach your dog to lay down in this spot on a regular basis. Take a deep breath. This is your spot to calm down. Then it is lay down anywhere in the house. Yeah, that's true. And for me, I taught my girl Gina, go to your bed, her spot Mm -hmm. in the family Mm -hmm. room, when they're visitors. Not only to get her out of the way and calm down, but because there's an unspoken agreement between us that that is her safe place. Because Gina is a fearful dog. So I want her to have a safe... So the rule is, if she's on her bed, nobody messes with her. Yeah. She can be there right on the edge of the action, 
I don't have to worry about her getting stepped on or something. She's off to the side. And I don't have to worry about her getting fearful and snapping because that's the trust. Mm-hmm. Nobody messes with her when she's there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't relegate her to the back room with the door closed or the backyard. It's not isolating her. It's not isolating her. Right. As she has shown me that she has the self-control to hold her spot, then she's allowed to be involved in more stuff, but at a safe distance for her, as well as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So there's many wonderful reasons to use. And if you put your spot or the dog's bed out of traffic, away from the front door, if you need to take a delivery of something and sign for the package, and your puppy dog is 15 feet away from the door, much less chance of them rushing and getting escaping out the door Yeah, exactly. before you notice. Then there's another aspect that we haven't touched on significantly yet. I think we've mentioned it a couple times, but we need to talk about it more. And that is how to reward your dog when he is calm. Because oh, because you rush right up to them and you say, oh, let me go for you, and you ruffle their hair all over, and you give them some really good treats. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that worked out well. That's how you reward calm. <laughs> That's how you create havoc. <laughs> but we see it happen, don't oh, we? Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because people hit, tend to think of reward means, yay! Yep. But yeah. reward can also be gentle. Well, good Calm. boy. That's mm-hmm. lovely. A treat dropped between their front paws. Mm-hmm. Here's a little scratch behind the yeah. ear. Just a little bit. Because you boy. do need to reward the cub. When your dog is calm, when you're working at the computer and your dog is on his bed or his mat in your office, but he's being calm, you don't want to ignore it. Right. If you ignore it, then he's going to go, huh, this didn't work the way I thought. But if you turn around every once in a while, scratch an ear, good boy, and then go back to your computer. We all know that Walter had a difficult young, well, okay, he's still difficult. But anyway, he's gotten better. Um, Okay, you guys made fun of me. I'm going to let that one go. So, just so you know. (laughs) When it was really hard for him to hold still for a while, I would literally set a timer. Uh-huh. To turn around every 10, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, uh-huh. and tell him what a good boy he was to be lying down and being calm in his spot. So I got to do some work. Good boy. Uh-huh. And then I'd reset the timer and go back to work. Sure. It was my reminder to um, to reward behavior I wanted to see more of. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's so easy to get in the habit of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The dog who's overexcited the dog who's overstimulated the dog who's active gets the attention the calm dog we tend to go oh don't bother him (laughs) he's asleep don't bother him let him be let sleeping dogs Uh... lie but when we're teaching calm we need to reward that just reward it calmly (laughs) well yeah and you would do it with anything else i mean you do it if you were at your computer and things were quiet it wouldn't be going hi Liz how you doing and be like hey how's it going you're yeah. and naturally your whole body you, you, your tone's softer right her body language is softer so you do the same I mean when Mike when real we know him he's a busy boy but when he actually lays down and calms down on the couch I'll actually sit next to him and just start massaging mm-hmm. just rub oh, his ear yeah. you know what it's so good for me mm-hmm. and him he's just like sweet mm-hmm. and that dog will be there for an hour believe it or not without drugs involved no drugs involved can you believe it and he would just chill just chill and then one of our favorite things that we talk about 
besides, obviously, overstimulation can be exercise, and they have to have exercise, but they also have to have a chance to use that brain, and that will help calm them, too, because when they use their brain, they also get a little tired. Right. We're big fans of, obviously, of training, trick training, the commercial brain games, the commercial puzzles like the Nina Otteson toys and the Kaijin toys. Make time, not when your dog is overexcited and overstimulated, but say, for example, if, if I'm going to go out for a movie or go out for dinner, that afternoon I'll make sure the dogs get some physical exercise. We'll play some puzzle games. I'll give them a food dispensing toy. And then when I'm ready to go out, they're all, ah. Relax. See you later, Mom. Have a good time. Or or go, Mom. Leave. (laughs) I'm ready for a nap. So this is all interrelated. I brought that new toy last night home. (laughs) I don't know who got more tired, the palms or my aunt. (laughs) Filling it up. Try to first... Explain how the toy worked. Right. How to fill it. This is a puzzle game she's talking about. It's a puzzle. It's a dog puzzle game. Yeah. My aunt is like 58 <laughs> years old. So, and she's Italian. So I had to explain it to her. Got a lot of hand gestures. Yeah. A lot of hand gestures and showing. Yeah. I, I think I was tired to explain it to her. I think she was tired trying to figure it out. But the, um, the palms were pooped after they tried to work on that one. And then the Poop palms. <laughs> Poop palms are pacifists. <laughs> and then after all that, Rio comes over, knocks it over, so it's upside down, just like, you know, um, Bashir, Bashir does. does. And he goes, that's how you get the treats, you guys. <laughs> Why are you working so hard? <laughs> you know. But yeah, at that point, after, we I think we did like 30 minutes with all four dogs and Rosie. Um, everybody was quite quiet. So you got to watch oh. your show. <laughs> yeah, in peace. Without Rosie talking. So... In addition to the physical muscles, don't forget the mental muscles. Get right. those mental muscles mm-hmm. tired, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one of my latest... It's This has been a wonderful... It's a wonderful... No, who is she? Oh, it's a good thing. Oh. It's a Martha thing. It's a good thing that has lasted a long time is putting a toy on a string. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. getting your puppy dog to chase it because mm-hmm. it's on a string. Grab it. And then you reel them in. With a lot of happy voice, and then you teach them to calm down and give you the toy, usually by trading for a treat at the beginning. So it is a more focused version of rile them up and settle them down, mm-hmm. because they're chasing after the toy and having a good time, and especially with my terrier. I mean, that's right up his alley, chasing little things skittering around. Oh, yeah. So I worked him physically that way, and then bringing the toy to me and giving it up worked his, phys- his mental mind. To the point now where it's on a nice long stick, and I can I can use quite a lot of yard area to work him physically. Oh yeah, okay, and he's awesome. when he started offering bringing the toy to me instead of me reeling in the string, I knew I had him. <laughs> yeah, he's got it now. <laughs> of course, it did end up with eventually him bringing me a, a dead opossum that he had caught that night. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, yeah, that's a terrier. He brought yeah. it to me and shared the joy with me. <laughs> Yay! Yes, you did. On that note, I think we're going to let you go. Thank you for listening. Listen for us next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> 